Thanks for joining AM Alumni, a podcast series featuring Alvarez and Marcel alumni discussing their experiences. On this episode of AM Alumni, Tom Elsenbrook sits down with alumnus Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith is a former managing director with Alvarez and Marcel's corporate performance improvement practice. He was with the firm from 2004 to 2014. He is currently the co-founder of Work America Capital, a venture capital firm. In this role, he invests in Houstonians and Houston-based businesses. Prior to his time at A&M, Jeff spent 17 years at Arthur Anderson. Tom Elsenbrook leads Alvarez and Marcel's Corporate Performance Improvement Division, one of the largest and dynamically growing businesses at the firm. He has 30 plus years working with Global 1000 companies spanning a variety of industry sectors. Prior to joining A&M, Mr. Elsenbrook served as the partner in charge of the Anderson Business Consulting West Region and was the leader of Arthur Anderson's North American Energy Consulting practice. Prior to coming to Alvarez and Marcel, you both worked together at Arthur Anderson. Jeff, you spent five years in the auto practice before transferring to the consulting division, led by Tom in Houston. Do either of you remember the first time you met each other, and can you both tell me about your overlapping time there? Well, let me start with just the, the story of Arthur Anderson as we go through this. The way I like to tell it is at Arthur Anderson, we had 92 years of uninterrupted growth. And the 93rd year was a bit problematic. We hired Alvarez and Marcel to come in and liquidate Arthur Anderson. So Jeff and I spent time together at Arthur Anderson, and then we both came over to Alvarez and Marcel. When I started work there, I was still 21 years old, right out of uh, University of Houston. And they assigned, um, so I had my start group, and when I got back from uh, the three years of uh, or three weeks of training, um, they assigned you to a uh, something called a senior buddy or a uh, a young manager to kind of <clears throat> show you the ropes. And I was assigned to Tom. Um, Tom. I don't I don't remember being your senior buddy. I was. Yeah, you were, and I think you had just made manager. You'd just okay. been promoted. And uh, Tom uh, was starting a process with, there was uh, a couple of other people, uh, Roy Ann Beckham, I remember Mm -hmm. was uh, one of them. And uh, Tom invited us to a standing monthly breakfast at One's a Meal off of Memorial. Uh And uh, if you could come, come. If you couldn't make it, don't come. But he would be there. And the purpose of the breakfast was just to get to know us better, find out how things were going for us, provide coaching, mentoring, that type of thing. And uh, that's where the mentoring relationship began was at over breakfast at one's a meal. And that's where uh, the that was really the beginning of uh, us having a professional relationship that turned into a personal relationship. Can you share some stories from your time at Arthur Anderson? I have I have one Arthur Anderson story that I think will give you a glimpse into more about who Tom Elsenbrook is. Uh, we we had been uh, I, I guess I was a senior manager at the time. I don't think I had made partner in that firm yet. And uh, uh, an Accenture partner was put in charge of our division. So all of a sudden we had a new boss in town, and he was a longtime Accenture guy. And I was delivering on a, a report on one of our, probably not one of our, probably our largest client in the country. And at the last minute, uh, w- went and 
wanted to see my report. And he goes through it the night before I'm presenting to the, this is a Fortune 200 company. I'm presenting to the chairman and the CEO the next morning and went and goes through my report and he hated it. And he wanted me to change all kinds of stuff in my report. And I had, the project was finished and this was just the final report out. And so I, I went to Tom, I said, what do I do? The, the new boss wants all this stuff changed and the presentations tomorrow uh, what do I, how do I navigate this? And he said, oh, just go, just go tell them the truth, deliver your report, don't worry about it, uh, it's too late to change. Uh, so I delivered the report, it went fantastic. Uh, I get back, went and wanted to see the final report that was delivered, and I sent him a copy of that presentation deck, and I hadn't changed anything that he had told me to change. And he went ballistic, and uh, told me if I'd been one of his Accenture people, he would have fired me. And after yelling at me for 20 minutes, I shared with him, said, you know, I only, there's only one reason I work here. It's because I like my job. I don't like my job anymore. I said, you have my resignation and I left. And uh, Tom goes in and let him know if Jeff doesn't come back, I'm leaving. And so uh, my, our boss at that time, uh, brought me back into the firm quickly and we moved on. But Tom was the kind of guy that would really stand up for you. Uh, yeah. And that's the way he's always operated. What are some of the challenges you faced and how did you surmount them together? There were five of us in the, uh, the business. Uh, several of us are still there and Jeff and I were the, the leaders and we went into a, a, a we had a, about a 2,000 square foot office max, maybe a thousand. One office, one conference room, one reception area, and one uh, kitchen area. So at eight o'clock on the uh, first Monday of January 2004, the five of us sat down and we brainstormed what do we need to do. Uh, there were 53 things we came up with. We put them into three categories, and those categories were we needed to get people. We needed to get clients and we needed to get started. And by noon on Monday, we were productively working on those 53 items in those three categories and uh, have been going ever since. One of the, the jokes Jeff and I had was, you know, let's build a, a world-class great business and make it look easy. And that's what we did. It, it seemed easy and logical and uh, natural everything we did to build a business from, you know, five people in a, a small conference room on day one to, you know, now we have just in our small group, 600 people. And, you know, the firm has gone from 75 people in 2003 to 4,500 uh, 4, people on a global basis now. That's a great segue into our next question. What makes A&M special? And why did you choose to invest your time and energy? The, the, the first thing for me was just spending a day with, with Tony. Uh, we had good chemistry. I, uh, yeah, and, and everything just, just fit. The, the most important thing for me about starting with A&M was starting with Jeff. And we knew we were going to start somewhere together. And A&M ended up being that place. One of the things Tony and Brian will tell you is, is the most important thing when you're starting a new business or a new part of the business is you got to really like the idea and then you got to fall in love with the leaders. 
and then you got to let them build a business. And that's what we do at A&M is we like an idea, we fall in love with the leaders, and then we help them grow the business, but we don't oversee them or, or smother them. Tony and Brian started Alvarez and Marcel in, in 1983, and they'd known each other for about eight years before that and worked together on projects. Uh, they started Alvarez and Marcel on, Marcel on a handshake deal, and uh, they agreed to continue to do it as long as it was fun, and they liked each other, and they've been together ever since and uh, have split everything 50-50 that they've done except charity. So even the golf course they built was and bought was uh, 50-50. So the main reason I came here was to build something with Jeff. So uh, Tony's coming down to meet Jeff, and this is what I told him. I said, uh, he said, well, tell me about Jeff. I said, well, first of all, you got to know about the relationship. I said, uh, Jeff, to me, is what Brian is to you. I love that story. Who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Yeah, I would create the vision, and the vision might be, Hey Jeff, look out there at those big buildings. I bet there's clients in them. And then all Jeff had to do was go get the clients, deliver, you know, great work, and and get more work. And uh, so we've worked together, you know, for uh, since 1984. Um, you know, a, a couple of others. You know, Tony's been very influential with me from the standpoint of how direct he is in solving problems. You can bring a problem to Tony. Or he can get in, and it doesn't matter the complexity. He gets a fact base, and he makes a decision without regard to the politics of the situation. So that what could take an organization, a I'll call it a traditional consulting and professional services organization, 10 months to decide, we can decide in 10 minutes. If I had to pick the three most influential uh, people, if, if that was a question, or three yeah. most significant mentors in my life, it would be... Uh, Tom, my wife of 32 years, Mary, um, and it'd be my mom. Um, that and and uh, those would be the top three. And I might have difficulty picking which of those three has been most influential. What's one thing you wish you would have known when you began your career? The the, the only thing I can I can think of that's so important is the resilience piece of it. Because you have so many chances to move off the path, and uh, you know it's it's having clarity about what you're trying to accomplish, and and making that so important that regardless of of the shortfalls you may have or the disappointments that you that you move forward, and the consulting business is so much about the people. What's a common myth about consulting that you want to debunk? I, I did 30 years of consulting before retiring. And in all 30 of those years, I felt like I was able to maintain a great balance between family, uh, friends, and work. And so often you hear that in consulting, you're in a plane all the time, you're away from your family, you make enormous sacrifices uh, for the professional cause. Um, and uh, I, I did not find that to be true. I mean, what I found was um, you 
have real clarity on uh, kind of what what works for you personally and with your family and what works professionally. And then you find ways to structure your career to make all of those things work together for a successful outcome. And so I would say that that would be a myth to me. You, you can have it all. You can have the family life. You can have the closeness to your children. You can have the connection to close friends and you can succeed uh, with a career in consulting. Uh, all those can work together. You have both had an amazing career trajectory. What do you think your unique skills are that helps you become successful? It's identifying, attracting, and retaining and developing talent. I mean, it's it's all about what, how good is your team and how committed are they. If you have a team of people with a common set of values that are working together to create something special, whether that's at the project level, the office level, the, the practice level, or the firm level, you can't be beat. Um, I could probably count to... Uh... 8, 10, 12 people, uh, you know, that I've worked with throughout my career who are responsible for the success that I've had um, and having a trusted relationship, you know, with those people to where they um, want to be a part of your team. They want to um, conquer, um, I think, is the, the most important thing. So I think it's the you know, once you found that right talent, it's creating the environment where they know that um, you're committed to their success. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to both of you soon. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Candice. Well.